Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton Ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. On this week's show, I am absolutely delighted to have a fellow business contact and a friend, Miss Sharon Swift. Now, Sharon's been in HR ever since I've known her. But for my property guys out there, she also has as an office an old church that I went to look at and didn't get. She beat me to it. (laughs) Welcome, Sharon. Thank you. So tell us, as we always do when we've got guests on, um, tell us, you know, you left school. Where did life take you? Okay, so I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do when I was at school. I, at my age, I'm 50, um, it was either in an office or in a shop or a factory. Uh, I didn't want to do any of those. So I had to go somewhere. So I tried shop first. So I worked in mother care <laughs> for about six months, didn't like it. And then went into uh, an office, worked up the ranks through the office to be administrator, did all my uh, secretarial skills because they did need secretaries then. They don't, that job's gone now. They don't gone, need secretaries yeah. anymore. Um, did RSA one, two and three. And then, uh, there was a buyout from uh, Forge Masters and I had to move to the aerospace division and they just moved me into a HR admin position. So I literally, I fell into HR. People say that, don't they? Yeah. Um, so I literally fell into HR. Um, did admin position, got promoted through there and then um, the company, the aerospace company was called uh, Allvac and they paid for me to do my uh, CIPD and my degree. So I uh, did my CIPD and I did my degree, uh, my master's degree in human resources management. Uh, when that, when I just going step stepping back a bit, when I fell into it, um, I thought, oh, I really like this. And what I liked about it is because you're nosing into people's lives, <laughs> you're knowing everything about that person. That's what I thought. Oh, I like it. So they paid me for to do my master's degree, which I'm forever grateful for. And I had a boss at that time that, again, I'm forever grateful for because he taught me what not to do in HR. Um, and when I was on maternity leave with my first child, who's now 21, um, he got the sack and they brought me in. I thought they were going to sack me as well, but they didn't. They brought me in and asked me if I wanted his job. Oh. Um, so that's when really uh, my career took off really at all that which is an american-owned company um i think they just bought i think they've just been bought out again now i don't think they exist as all as i knew it anymore so i worked in um what used to be part of Sheffield forge masters called all that for uh, a good number of years i can't remember the exact amount of years worked up to becoming in charge of a, a site in birmingham site in sheffield and um site in france and germany so about 600 employees, I was HR, covering HR and had a team of about four working for me. Uh, absolutely loved it. I love being in HR, just everything about it, the people side of things, the solving each other, everybody's problems, uh, everything. I just love love the whole um, role of HR. Um, my role as, as time went on became more strategic. So it was more uh, at a board level um, and planning out what we need to do for resources and things like that and, or um, reducing resources when um, the times were needed because in the steel industry, you've got the ups and you've got the downs. I suppose, yeah, like, there's been it? a lot of downs in the last yeah. few years, hasn't there? Yeah. So I did that and then um, there was quite a bit of travel and I got uh, pregnant with my second child and... Um, 
it, I just couldn't see me going abroad to France to Germany and um, something I had to give. And I, I just had an idea, and I don't know where the idea come from. I do remember as a child um, driving past what used to be Grattan's Bailey Suite. Oh, is was Grattan's a catalogue? Yes, I think it was. <laughs> it yeah. was a catalogue company, mail order, isn't I don't, it? I know it's nothing about the name of what it was. It was just the building. I was like. I want to. I want to own that building. I want to be. And I was only about thirteen. I obviously, don't own that building, but I wanted to do something like, like that, or just be my own boss at that. Yeah. Uh, you know, small age, um, and it took me a while to get around to doing it. Really, um, but I, so I got pregnant with my second child, Molly, who's now uh, sixteen, and um, just said in passing to my husband, uh, "What about if I?" Do this in my return. Try and set up a business in HR. I explained what 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 we needed to be doing. It was helping small to medium sized businesses, um, and at the time, a couple of my friends had their own business, and that I was helping them with that. And I think that's what probably made me think because they were asking me questions. I was doing contracts for them, all for for free to start with. So then two became two two clients became my first clients and uh, set up the HR experts. But I was expecting my husband to say, "No, no, no, it's fine. We'll manage. We'll do this. We'll do that. The other." But no, he was like, "Yeah, okay, go for it." And I was like, oh, I need to have my notice in now, a job that I absolutely love. But I did it. And really, when I think back, I, 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 I'm glad I did it. And I've never looked back. So how many years ago was that then? 16. Oh, of course, yeah, because yeah. Molly's 16. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> 16 years ago. Wow. Um, so, I mean, at this time, you were, were you still on maternity? Yes, I I, um, I think I had about two or three months with Molly and then um, Sally, who works for me now, she lived around the corner. I knew from uh, dropping the kids off at school and uh, she looked after Molly for me whilst I, uh, you know, part-time to start with, whilst I built up the business. Cool. So um, I'm going to go back a second because okay. some of the listeners won't have a clue Earlier on, you mentioned RSA. Now, if my memory serves me well, is that typewriting? It is. It is. Typewriting with proper push-down finger buttons. Yeah, not computers, no. <laughs> guys. We're talking older style stuff. It's quite funny. I was having a chat with my sister the other day, and she, she found something somewhere that says the difference between uh, the 1970s and like today, 2022 that's the same gap in year as 1918 oh. to 1970. Oh, wow. You don't think like that, do you? You don't think like that, no. But like typewriters, we don't yeah. use typewriters no. anymore. I don't know that anybody that's got a typewriter, they've got a computer. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, many people wouldn't have ever heard of RSA. So there you go. It's all about typewriting it is. skills. And, it is. Yeah. I RSA 3. So I remember sat there in the typewriting class all in a row uh, with your fingers on place on the keys and you couldn't look at the keys. You just had to look ahead at the what you yeah. was typing. Um, so I can t- touch type yeah. on, on my computer now, which is it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I think I remember when computers first came out, my first IBM at work, they gave me Mavis Beacon, I think it was, touch typing software to learn how to touch type. I'm like, why do I need that? I'm not a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, comes in handy. it comes in does handy. does come in handy. So having worked your way through the different companies, you've gone from admin and secretarial stuff to doing HR, loving the stuff you do with people. Where, how did it impact you as an individual when you're having to deal with letting people go? Okay, so 
Um, I, I've been asked that quite a lot, actually. I think within a bit when you work within an HR department within a business, it's harder um, because you are you're spending more time with in a, in that business. You're getting to know everybody, so it does have a an impact mentally, and you do get upset, especially if it's a true redundant situation. It's nothing, no fault of their own, and and the the company's closing or whatever. When you are in a consultancy like what we are now, you you're more and I know it sounds harsh, but you're not, you don't know these people. Um, so yeah. you're not emotionally attached to them. So in that respect, it's easier. But it's always hard to see somebody let go when you know that you're going to stop them having their wage and, and earning a living. Um, that's when it's a true redundancy. If, if um, we're letting people go from a disciplinary or a, a conduct point of view, especially if they've done, let's say, committed a crime, for, for, for example, then my feelings are then they shouldn't have done that in the first place and yeah. whatever comes, comes. Yeah. At the end of the day, be responsible for your own actions. Yeah. 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 Um, so there you are. You're in charge of three different sites, part in France, travelling, yeah. going all around the world before children, obviously. Yeah. What did you, what was the most enjoyable about having a job that, had multiple sites that were international as well as in the UK? I think uh, back then it was learning the different um, cultures, um, how they work different to, to the UK in France and in Germany and learning. We, we had solicitors to hand to to ask the, um, the more legal questions, but it was just getting to know how they work, what makes them tick is completely different to, to a UK uh, person. That, that, that I enjoyed. And I also enjoyed just traveling over. Germany is such a nice place. I like Germany. Uh, France, it, it is lovely, but we were in the an industrialized uh, yeah. uh, place. Um, but yeah, just just the the travel was it was good uh, from young, as a young person. Um, traveling around for your job was 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 good. Enjoyed it. Exciting. I know when I did yeah. my first one, it you know, like the first time I went to the states, the first time I went to Hong Kong, it, it was all exciting. Looking back. I didn't really see a lot of any other places because no. you're not there long enough and you're in an office. So it's very different. It's, it's not going away to travel for a holiday, for instance. When we did go to America, though, I've got to say, because we went to America a few times, American-owned business, um, they did um, treat us well. That we'd, We weren't in the office nine till five or longer. They did show us around um, the area, which was good. That was a benefit. Yeah. That was really good. So... HR experts was born it was. Um, while Molly was still pre preschool in arms, yeah. in arms as it is. Um, Sixteen years on, how many staff do you currently have? Well, we're just recruiting at the moment. We have there is four of us. Um, there used to be uh, six of us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want me to tell you? We're recruiting one. We're not recruiting two, and the reason for that is yeah. Because, how come you're managing yeah. to do with less staff than you were, say, a year ago? Because one of our and I, this is probably one of my proudest moments, to be honest. Uh, uh, we ha had a client from probably the second year of being in business, so fourteen years, um, that we built up from not nothing. Um, Barnsley Healthcare Federation it is and they to um, beginning of this year uh, employed about 180 staff um, so we nurtured them we've recruited for them we've been through the bad times we've been through the good times we've, we've helped them through a lot and that client we were on site at that client so we um, they knew us 
Yeah. So we were, I was on site and Carol, who um, was the, the other HR advisor, she was on site. I was doing the strategic stuff. Carol's doing the operational stuff. Um, and we, we saw them through. And then um, February time, Carol was spending about 90% of her time on that client. So it was time to talk to them and say, I think we should think about something in-house. And so she tupid into them. Oh, okay. They're still a client of ours. They still use our system. But she's... So she's taken 80% of her time has gone into the in-house for BHF. So she effectively is now an employee of BHF? Yes. Yes. Wow. How did you feel about that at the beginning? Because effectively for a business... I mean, it's honourable. A business recognises that one of their people is working majority of their time for one client. I don't know many companies that would then go to the client and say, maybe it's time we talk about you taking this person on as an employee. How did you feel about that? Because effectively, it's reducing the amount of money you're going to have as income, isn't it? It is, but it morally, it was right for that organisation. And, and my relationship with the client is is always, I will want the best for the client. Um, I mean, it was sad to see Carol go because Carol was a uh, intern and she came straight from um, university and I trained her up to be what she is today. So it was sad to see her go. She had an option to go or not to go, but I, I, I she she needed to take that option. Yeah. Because in in an, an NHS setting, and the terms were really good what they were offering. So she um, went over there. Sad to see her go, but I know it was right for the organisation. Um, they still look a client, but we're not we're not on site anymore. They just use our system and our telephone and email support. Carol rings us for advice. Yeah. She needs us. Oh, that's brilliant, and that goes to show because we've talked on on this program lots of times about. Your, the values that you have as a person and a company will help shape how you do things. So clearly one of the values of HR experts and Sharon is putting the client first. Yeah, for sure. Which a lot of people say, but they don't, but they do. don't do. Yeah. I mean, that is a really brilliant example of actually putting the client first. So you're recruiting for one more, so you'd be a team of five. Yes. Um, and in 16 years, um. I'm guessing you as an owner of business have seen things change. So in the early days, what were you doing to grow that business? Well, the same as what I'm doing now, to be fair. I'll tell you from, I think it was six months in business, a lady called Mandy Delaney, who does health and safety, introduced me to BNI. Mm. Um, so that's six months in into my business. And I was like, okay, yeah, early mornings are like, oh. But I thought, you know, I don't want to regret not going and, and what if I'd be having those questions, what if? So I went and um, it was, it doesn't, doesn't exist anymore, this group, obviously we're in the same group. Yeah. Um, it was in Sheffield Centre called Steel City. Um, and there was about 35, 40 members at that time. Um, so I went there. Again, it's a, it's a payout at the beginning, but I know I needed to try and do it just to try because it was I didn't do anything else marketing wise. I mean, quite naively, just if I go back a step, I set set it up in my garage, converted it into an office, um, got a phone line, got some business cards, um, and that was it. I waited for the phone to ring, put an advert out in the paper, which you don't do. You don't. No. Yeah. Put an advert out in the paper and start waiting for the phone to ring because I, although I had this idea of setting up this business, I'd not got a clue really when I look back. Um, until Mandy introduced me to BNI, went there. And I don't know whether it was timing. Um, it, well, it was timing. There was a, a, an organisation there that did IT training, but yeah. they also did HR. 
and they were not wanting to do HR anymore. So they handed their clients to to me. Um, about <laughs> about seven of them. Um, I mean, I probably retained about five, um, and for for quite some time retained them. Uh, one of them, I don't, Mike Jollies. Yeah, I recognise the name. Yeah, um, estate agent. Let's name Yes, yes. So yeah, until he retired. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know that it's just just timing. Um, yeah. Obviously, the 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 individual who um, was working with the HR there saw me, and obviously we chatted, and then he got to trust to do to hand the clients over. Um, and that's what he did. And, and that's the difference I see. I mean, there, there are some businesses where, you know, it's, it's e-commerce businesses for products. Of course, you don't even ever have to know the customer. People come, some will buy your products, some won't. But when you're in a services industry, to me, that connection is, that's the catalyst. If you just go out screaming, buy, buy my service, buy my service, buy my service. Yeah, yeah you'll get a few people. Of course you will, but you'll build up a far better client base if you've created connections with people first. Yeah, I agree. But going back to your question, the difference is the advertising. Yeah. It was in paper, yellow pages used to call. Um, and it doesn't seem that long ago. Six, it's flown by for me. If I think 16 years ago we were advertising on, in yellow pages or whatever, and now I don't do any of that. It's all online. Yeah. It's all social media or networking and building those connections yeah and i said most has now gone across to social media um and some of the social media platforms are making it harder the algorithms are such that you know apple now actually let you choose as an apple user whether you let somebody track you for your advertising use yeah which is great now because if i say the word sofa I no longer get a load of Facebook adverts for sofas. So I could have sworn they were listening in on me. Yeah, I know. I've had that happen to me. Yeah. But I'm guessing the world has changed also. I mean, you've grown. You've gone from your garage. You're now in what was a converted Methodist church, I think, was it? Or it was some sort of church, wasn't it? it was a Methodist church. It it was a a training company had it. It was offices upstairs. And I think it was a a gas fitting out training room downstairs. Um, But we we moved a a couple of times before purchasing that. But um, we were in Moorgate Crossware, Steve or Maurice. That's serviced offices, isn't it, up in Moorgate? Yeah, we were there before they're moving to to the church at Swallownest. Cool. And the other thing that's probably changed in the last 16 years and probably even more so in the time that you've been in HR is the rules in the UK Mm. that have to be followed. So how has that impacted you? You would think that they've changed a lot, but they've not changed that uh-huh. substantially. Um, employment law is employment law. And I, I, I'd say that the, I'm trying to think of the biggest change that I've, I've seen. Um, it's probably um, before uh, Brexit, although we still have to abide by it, was the working time regulations. Yeah. And that was one. Um, and then uh, more so now, um, I- I- equality. Um, is 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 a big thing. It always has been, but I yeah. think it's becoming an equal pay for all. Um, that's becoming more of a hot topic. Um, but in in general terms, it's not. It's the same principles that you have to apply a fair. You have to treat everybody fairly. Yeah. Give them a contract of employment. Um, give them certain uh, holidays and certain minimum uh, wage. It, but it, even though that fluctuates. It's still the same principles. Yeah. I know. Is it these days contracts have to be there on day one now? They do. 
Yeah. 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 But but you had a contract before, it was just that it was a couple of months in. Yeah. Rather than day one. So the so the overarching is hasn't changed really that much. It's just a little bit of the detail. Ah, brilliant. Now you've um you've gone on, you've you've actually created a system. So as well as being able to provide people the service of running their HR for them if if they're not big enough to have their own. You also now have a a system that people can literally pay to actually use instead of getting their own HR system. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So it's taken a while to do this, and um, because we were a preferred supplier for one um, company, and we used to use their system, it, we were never happy with it. It never did what we as HR professionals wanted it to do, especially with the sickness monitoring and and the holiday calculations. It wasn't very flexible either. So I just got fed up of getting to look at systems and not doing what we wanted it to do from an HR professional point of view. So we've uh, appointed some um, techie people to uh, create this HR system um, that that does what HR professionals need it to do rather than an IT company creating it for HR professional. Um, I'm not saying we're the first to do this, probably not, but... For me, the system does everything that we, as a team, want it to do, and it, it's it's really good. It's a database that holds your um, employees' information. It's a self-service system, so your uh, staff can um, alter their address or their marital status if they get married. You don't have to tell the admin person to do it. Um, you, they can go online and do it themselves. All you need to run the system is an email address, um, and that's it, the internet. Yeah. It's on in the cloud. Um, so it's a, it houses your employee information, but it also manages and tracks holidays or any leave really, not just holidays. And it also manages and tracks um, absence, uh, sickness leave. Um, it helps you with appraisal process as well. It's got an automated appraisal process in there for reminders. Um, and uh, it's just an overall good system that we as HR professionals lacked, I think, at the yeah. time we were building it. It's it's been it's taken a while because of COVID. COVID got in between uh, and messed things up slightly, but we, we've still we've got there. Our I've not I sell it as part of when when I'm obtaining new clients, and all our existing clients have moved over onto the system. Uh, that want to move on yeah. to the system. Um, but I haven't gone out there just selling the system as yet. And I need to think about whether that's what I need to want to do or not. Yeah. So it's so your clients come to you, they're using your services. If they haven't already got their own HR system, they don't need to invest in one because they, they can, can just that. bolt that onto what you're doing. Correct. So does this look after payroll as well? Is it is it the, the is it payroll and all the administrative or just the administrative side? No, at the moment it's just the HR administrative side. It is there ready to uh, link into payroll. That was going. It will be the next step that we're going to look at doing pay, integrating it to payroll and um, time attendance. Yeah. Um, we just need to make sure that this this is spot on uh, first. It does report, so you you've got the ability to put um, a timesheet in there, so you can get them to log their time and everything, or log the time over and above their contracted hours, and you can run a report to send to payroll. Yeah. As you would in any other system at this moment. Yeah, the, got, yeah. But, yeah. The, but the, the log and the facilities are there ready to just go to payroll. You just press the report button instead at this moment in time. Yeah, brilliant. It's going to be exciting yeah, as it actually becomes it is. full blown, isn't it? Yeah. I remember years ago when I was in my IT 
career, one of the jobs we got that I had to project manage was a new HR system. Was it? Oh, How did man. you find it? Chaos. Because it's like you say, the system was written by IT people. And, um, you know, this was an off-the-shelf, can't remember what it's called, but it was an off-the-shelf, a, a software company created it. But it, it almost... It, although it was in the days of a graphical front end, it's almost like it was coming from a programmer's perspective, not somebody who's got to deal with the people in the company. Yeah. And it was, yeah. you know, it was a bit crazy, but it was better than the paper system that we were on yeah, beforehand. Yeah. So, you know, I guess there was a benefit. But yeah, I, I would never want to have project manage putting an HR system in again. It is hard. It's been hard. And then you'll, you, we've, we've done things and then we think, oh, well, could we do this instead or could we do that? They, they must love us, uh, the, the developers. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how things grow, isn't it? They, yeah. you know, even businesses, we don't get to the end point in one jump. We make our way towards it, just like you did from a garage to the yeah. offices that you own. So, um, now I know some of our listeners, listeners need new teeth this week. I know some of our listeners, maybe the, the bit like you were when you were, you know, baby in arms with Molly. I want to do something different. I don't want to go back to work. So there'll be some people out there thinking of starting a business and there'll be some people out there that are already sole traders, maybe working alone that are thinking of bringing people on board. What are the things that, they should be considering when it comes to taking on, say, their first hire or their first two or three hires. What do they need to consider? Okay, so don't settle for second best. Make sure it's right. And at the moment, it's very hard to find people. But hold that out because you need to make sure it's the right person because there's nothing worse than setting somebody on and um, it, it going wrong. It's so costly. So make sure you, you, you do it right. In order to get it right is make sure that you advertise correctly, make sure that you've got a selection process in that's that's right. So um, we use, uh, I've used assessment centres before, or we can just do simple written tests, anything other than just an interview alone, so you can get to know that individual. Um, and then when they're on, in, on board with you, use that. We recommend a six-month probationary period rather than some organisations have three, use that six-month probationary period to really try and test those individuals. You've got a bit longer um, after the six months. It, it's two years before they can take you for a new unfair dismissal if you um, before you have to go through a full process. Um, and I say that lightly because I wouldn't say just get rid of people um, after six months because you can't. It depends on the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but use that six-month probationary period to really test and try those individuals and make sure that they're right for your organisation. Um, and obviously give a contract of employment is needed in, on day one. But from a, a personal point of view, don't don't settle for second best. It's yeah. too costly. It is. And, I'd, you know, I'd also say, you know, if you haven't already sat down and worked out what your values are as a company or a person then go do that because sometimes we can teach new hire skills, but we can never teach them values. We all no. have the values that we come with and we might develop, but ultimately if we have a value of wanting other people to do things and us sit back, then that value is not going to go away necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. cool. So if they've only got one or two employees, what's the best way for them to actually track and manage everything to do with those HRs. So I know your system does time and attendance, or it's going to be doing time and attendance, but 
they've got the contract out on day one. The person's happily sitting there. They now need to start looking at appraising them after six months and doing their probation. If they aren't at a stage to go and get an HR system, what could they use instead? Okay, so it's the, um, just take a step back. I think you need to ensure that you've got a personnel file in place with all the uh, legalities in there, making sure they've got a right to work information in there, making sure that you've got everything, uh, check the qualifications, any DBSs if required need to be in there. So you create a personnel file um, and documenting it all in, on paper. Um, or it can be on your, your systems, but yeah. you need to have that information there ready. Um so create your personnel file. Make sure you've got an induction planned out. Um, so you've got a, a, a great introduction to the organization, to the job, to the people. Um, some people don't think that a great induction is important, but it's massively important when uh, you've got a new starter sat there. Yeah. Um, not not having a plan or a clue of what their next day is going to look like. It can put some people off. So have a... a, 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 a a plan for induction and just keep spreadsheets keep a file um we have what's called a share drive i don't you can yeah so like files yeah. for every one of them so you've got a personnel file for each one of them and anything and everything that you deal with with that individual note it and put it in there whether you're doing it formal or not note it a file note if you yeah. had to pull somebody up because they're late a few times just note it down and pop it in the file uh, because you 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 need to at some point if it continues move it to a formal process and you don't want and you'll forgotten what you've done yeah you, you don't will want to be looking back and thinking oh gosh what did I do then so note everything keep it in the personnel files or just keep it in a a, a diary um, whilst you're managing your staff but note everything down I think is what I'm saying is key yeah make make sure that you've got some form of record to go back on. If things get even worse than when they started. Yes. But yeah, induction is such an important thing because there's a company around here, I'm not going to name them, but their method of induction is to get the new people in for half a day, sit them in the warehouse and say, copy what they do. And um, somebody I know actually went through the induction and promptly decided they weren't going to go back the next day. Um, because the existing staff go so fast that your new people can't can't learn from somebody that's so fast. You need to give them the time to teach them how to do things, guys. You really you do. Sure do. You do. Yeah. It's key to keep in the good staff. Well, we worked out from her going there, she chatted to the recruitment company that sent her and it turns out they'd sent 20 people in the same week. Only one of them stayed. Really? Yeah. Wow. You need to give them my number. Tracy. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so yeah, that's that's a local, a big local employer. But right. as I said, I'm not going to name them because it wouldn't be fair. So um, Sharon's obviously not just HR; um, she also has a life outside of it. So what do you do outside of business, Sharon, to make sure that your world is balanced? Okay, so I love spending time with my girls, my kids. Although they're getting older now and going off on their own. Um, me and my husband, Dean, we do like to travel when we can. Obviously, COVID's changed a lot of that, but we do like to travel. So we're two years behind on what we were going to do. I Before COVID, I did play netball. I, I don't so much now because um, 
it's a sport where you can get injured very easily, and I don't want to be breaking any bones at this time no. of my life. Uh, but I did. I was a, a, a netball player, and um, I do dancing as well. So I do sequence dancing, ballroom, and Latin dancing. Wow. Is that with Dean or do you go off? Before COVID, Dean and I used to have lessons. Dean's not bothered about going back after COVID. But I, I still like to do it. So I go and um, somebody who was in the class before, I've partnered up with her and I'm we're sharing the man and the woman's yeah. steps. So we do both. Um, and we had uh, an evening out last at the Sheffield City Hall. We had a dance evening on wow. Saturday. Just gone. I bet that was, was really fun. Good. It was lovely. Cool. Now, you're, I know you've got your system and you've got your services. The two aren't intertwined. Some people can just actually use your system, can't they? They can, yes. Yeah. Yep. So in terms of the provision of your services and the system, are they applicable anywhere in the UK or do people have to be in a certain vicinity oh, to no. HR experts? They can use the system anywhere in the UK. Like I said, you just need an internet connection and a password um, and you can have as many um, employee licenses on there as you want. Obviously, it's associated with the cost, but yeah. it can doesn't have to be a small to medium organization. It can be a larger organization too. Yeah. And is there, so if somebody was there, say they've, they've set up their business, they're, they're on one or two employees, um, can they actually then utilize your system just for their one or two employees? They can if they wish. I probably wouldn't say that that's what they need to do right now. Yeah. So they probably hit, well, it depends on what type of organization they are and whether they're uh, managing from a distance. Maybe it's useful if you are managing from a distance to use a system. Uh, but if they're in close proximity, then I'd say when you get into five, six, seven employees, that's probably when you need to think about it. But if somebody's got one, two, three, four employees, I think you can, it's fair to say that you could probably get most out of our um, essential package, which is not with the system, it's giving the telephone and email support and helping guide um, the managers and the, uh, the owners of the business through um, uh, managing people. Brilliant. So if somebody's only got a couple of employees, they've got effectively a way of having you guys on hand if they get stuck with yes. something. Yes. Brilliant. Yeah, that's, what, that's what our HR Essential Package offers. And um, where could they go if they know nothing about HR, so they don't know what the legal rules are in the UK for having an employee, but they're about to get their first, where is the best place for them to go to understand what they must and mustn't do for their employees? They need to call me. <laughs> <laughs> so your system gives, um, it, well, not it, it your system, but... system. We, so if, if they've got one, two, three employees, they could come on our HR essential package, which means they get unlimited telephone and email support and advice through any HR issue. Brilliant. From recruitment through to managing them day to day through to if they have to exit. Somebody. So understanding what forms they need to have for them, yep. what paperwork they've got to do for them, that yep. goes on we your essential that package. Outside the system. Brilliant. Yep. Got you. So there you go. There's lots of different ways they can utilise you, isn't there? There is, yeah. So on that note, how do people get in touch with you? Okay, so they can call me um, on my mobile, which is 07854. 952062. Um, if I don't answer or don't pick up, you can always leave a message and I will call you back. Or you can email me on uh, Sharon, S H A R O N, at the HR Experts, with an S on the end, dot co dot UK. You can also find us um, on the website at www.thhrexperts.co.uk. 
Okay, great. And is that just HR experts or the HR, the HR experts? experts? So what we will do, guys, is we'll make sure that all of those are in the show notes for you so that if you want some advice or guidance on taking on your first few staff or growing your business and increasing the number of staff you've got, then give the HR experts a call. So before we finish, a few quick fire questions to get you to get to know you a little bit better. <laughs> Uh, so let's see, gin or wine, which one and why? Gin. Gin. <laughs> Different flavours, like, yeah. like, like a nice gin and tonic. Wine, I do like wine, red wine, but it doesn't like me. It sits too heavy on me. I get a, If I have one glass of wine, I have a headache in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind having the gin these days, but I don't, want, I don't want the headache in the morning. Now, I know there's something you enjoy doing as, as a thank you to your staff every year, but which one? Horse racing and ladies' day or an athletics event? Which one would you choose and why? Horse riding and ladies' day, obviously. <laughs> we do it every year as a team building exercise because I love to dress up, love to get the hats on, love to uh, take my staff out and thank them for the hard work that they've done for the previous year. Um, when COVID hit, we didn't, obviously the, the races wasn't on, but I made sure that we did have a get together and do uh, an alternative to team building um, exercise, which meant just down at the pub, having a few drinks. <laughs> <laughs> when the pub's open, yeah. of course. Um, and what's the proudest, what's your proudest moment so far, either in your business or in your life? What are you proudest of? I'm going to give you a business example and um, I'm proud of this because it's led on to a, a, a lot of contacts into this sector. So when I first set up, I think it was about eight months in, um, there was an advert in the paper asking for a HR advisor at a GP practice. The advert screamed, I know I need a HR advisor, but I ain't got a clue what type of person I want. So I rang them and said, would you consider outsourcing your HR? They said, yeah, we haven't found anybody. Come down and have a chat. And that was it. Chatted with the doctors, the GPs and the practice manager there and got that job. They were Woodstock Bower, which is in Rotherham, with my first um, GP practice as, as a consultancy. Um Obviously did a great job because word of mouth got around and we do um, have a lot of GP practice in the South Yorkshire region now that we look after on a day-to-day -day basis. So that one article, and I've got to say it, my husband found the article. He'll always take praise for that, <laughs> but I got the actual work and then it's just grown from there in Brilliant. terms of the GP uh, sector. So yeah. Brilliant. And if there's one thing you could change in the world right now, what would it be? That's a hard one because everybody wants peace and yeah. Um, I think that I think just peace and harmony in the world. Why are we all fighting over things? It's not worth it. You live one life. You should make the best of it. Love that. I absolutely love that saying. And the one we always close on because the show is called Sweat, Grit, and Hustle. So sweat, grit, or hustle? Which one resonates with you the most, and why? Oh, Tracy, probably sweat. Putting in the graft. Yeah. Um, is is what you need to do to, to succeed in business. You can't just think that it's going to be an easy ride. You've got to put a lot of sweat. Well, all of it, actually. Yeah, that's Straight true, but sweat. In it. Yeah, in it. To be why successful. This, yeah, that's why the show was called what yeah. it was. So there you go, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure, Sharon. 
Thank you. You're welcome. And loads of tips for you guys out there that are getting to the stage where you think you might need to take on some people. Um, and if you need help with that, then, you know, we'll have the details for the HR experts in the show notes. Give them a buzz. We do offer a free consultation first as well. Sorry, forgot to mention. So just give us a ring if you're thinking of anything. Uh, and it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to be, a, you might think it's a silly question, but it's not to us. Just call us. Brilliant. And I go check out their website, guys. I know there's lots of information on there as well, but give them a call, get in touch with them. We will be back as always next week. Thank you. To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit and Hustle, do visit us at www.sweatgrithustle.com. Thank you.